Welcome to Late Edition Crime Beat Chronicles, a podcast from Lee Enterprises. My name is Chris Lay, and I am the podcast operations manager for Lee and your host for this show that shares true crime stories by way of newspaper articles and interviews with the journalists who covered them. For this set of episodes, we will be traveling to Wilbert, Nebraska, where in November of 2017, 24-year-old Sydney Loof left work to go on a second date with a person she met on a dating app and never came home. The events that followed, which centered on eventually convicted suspects Aubrey Trail and Bailey Boswell, were bizarre in the way they unfolded both on social media and in the courtroom. I think this case is worth examining here in this format because of those reasons, but even more so, I'm interested in the way journalists, specifically at the Lincoln Journal Star and Omaha World Herald, covered the story as it broke and navigated the circus-like atmosphere that developed in the courtroom and in on- and off-the-record conversations with Aubrey Trail. The problem with a story like this is that the victim, Sidney Loof, was not there to tell her story, while the headlines were dominated by the search for her killers and the salacious details that were unearthed during the trial and the subsequent sentencing. All of those details and facts that were revealed afterwards were, of course, newsworthy, but before we get into those stories, I wanted to use this first episode to present some of the articles that painted a picture of Sydney Loof as she was, as well as her family and community who were and still are devastated by that loss. The articles that you're going to hear, which have been lightly edited, will be read by Matt McGrath, and we'll have links to those in the show notes. Thank you so much for listening. And as always, if you appreciate what we're doing with this program, we encourage you to invest in local journalism and support whichever newspaper it is that serves your community. Our episode begins after this short break. November 20th, 2017. Parents of missing Lincoln woman, Sydney Loof, say it's a waiting game. By Riley Johnson for the Lincoln Journal Star. A Lincoln woman's disappearance after she went on a date Wednesday with someone she met online is suspicious, her parents said Monday. Sydney Loof, a 24-year-old Menards cashier, was reported missing on November 16th after she didn't show up to work. The night before, she had sent friends a Snapchat message about a date she had scheduled. According to a police spokeswoman, Sydney's last known location was Wilbur, 40 miles southwest of Lincoln, where her phone pinged off a cell tower but has since been disabled. Her parents, Susie and George Loop, said it's extremely odd their daughter didn't have her cell phone on and that her cat, Mimsy, along with her car, were left at her home in northeast Lincoln. She was planning on coming home that night, Susie Loop said. Investigators received and followed up on information that Sydney was in the Wilbur, Nebraska area, Officer Angela Sands confirmed in a news release. Sydney Loop moved to Lincoln after graduating from Neely Oakdale High School, where her father is principal. The 24-year-old was looking for another job, according to her mother, but didn't have any money troubles. Since moving to Lincoln, Susie Loop said her daughter would call or text three or four times a week. The family had made plans to attend Thanksgiving dinner at a relative's home in Omaha. Then Sydney would return to Lincoln for work on Black Friday. 
Moof's cousins are printing and distributing thousands of flyers to post around Lincoln and Omaha. We don't even know truly where to start. Prayers and support from Neely area neighbors have helped. It's a waiting game, Susie Loof said. Sunday night, members of Grace Lutheran Church in Neely held a candlelight vigil at the high school football field. The family watched it online because they found it too difficult to attend. In the hopes that it helps someone find her, Cindy's mother shared photos of her middle daughter's tattoos, which included yin-yang on one of her forearms, the word believe with a cross on the inside of her left wrist, and the phrase everything will be wonderful someday on her right bicep. George Loop hopes his daughter will hear these words. Tell her we love her, and we're waiting for her to come home. November 21st, 2017. Disappearance of Lincoln woman Sydney Loof, concerning, police chief says, by Riley Johnson for the Lincoln Journal Star. Five days after Sydney Loof was reported missing in Lincoln, the police chief called the circumstances surrounding her disappearance concerning. Chief Jeff Blymeister spoke with the media Tuesday morning, imploring the public to continue looking for Loof as investigators conduct interviews and follow the digital footprints she left behind. Investigators have not said whether foul play factored into her disappearance, but Blymeister and Loof's parents have said this is out of character. Blymeister declined to say whether investigators have spoken with the person she met that night, how she got there, where exactly she was in Wilbur, or whether they found her cell phone. Really, what our focus on at this point is trying to find Sydney, the chief said. And to go out and to detail every investigative aspect, really, I think, is going to detract from the overall message of we're trying to find her as quickly as possible. December 5th, 2017. Body of missing Lincoln woman Sydney Loof found, family says, Monday night. By Susan Saluski and Andrew J. Nelson, staff writers for the Omaha World Herald. The body of Sydney Loof, who had been missing for more than two weeks, has been found, her family announced on its Facebook page Monday night. It's with heavy hearts that we share this most recent update with you all. Please continue to pray for Sydney and our entire family the family wrote above a photo of the smiling 24-year-old. May God grant eternal rest unto thee. We love you, Sydney. The post then linked to a short story from the family's local newspaper, the Antelope County News. In a tragic ending to the search for Sydney Loof, her parents announced Monday night that the Neely native's body has been recovered, the brief article said. News that Sydney Loof had been found spread rapidly across social media which also had been an important tool in keeping people updated on the search and soliciting the public's help. The FBI, Lincoln Police, and various county sheriff's offices involved in the search all declined to comment. Among the details not available is where Loop's body was found or how authorities were led to her body. December 6, 2017. Closure comes in Sydney Loof case, but questions remain by Emily Nitcher and Roseanne Moring, staff writers for the Omaha World Herald. People in Sydney Loof's hometown were still hoping to find her alive, even for the search for the missing 24-year-old stretched to almost three weeks. But now that her body apparently has been found, friends and family in this northeast Nebraska town are left to grapple with the news that the sweet girl beloved by so many had died so young. Lincoln Police Chief Jeff Blymeister said Tuesday that authorities believe a body found in rural Clay County is that of Loof, 
last seen on November 15th. Police suspect foul play. The announcement was a sad development in a case that had drawn attention from around the state and beyond. Authorities said an analysis of digital footprints led officials to the discovery of the body. So far, they have not released many other details. They are waiting for results of an autopsy. The news of Loof's death hit Neely hard. It's tough, Dan Loof, Sydney's uncle said. At least we have closure. George and Sydney really needed it. They wanted her back. Bad. George Loof said he appreciated the public support. The entire state and beyond tried to help. In our minds, a lot of good people exist in the world. Sydney just happened to run into someone that wasn't, he told the Neely News and Leader. Tuesday, Nebraska troopers continued to search for more evidence in Clay County, about 90 minutes southwest of Lincoln. Officers carrying small, pink flags could be seen methodically walking up and down rows of harvested cornfields, looking for evidence. A helicopter buzzed above and a blustery, cold wind persisted throughout the day. Meanwhile, about 120 miles north in Neely, hundreds gathered at the high school for a soup fundraiser for the family. It also coincided with home high school basketball games, where attendees observed a moment of silence. The building was filled with green shirts, ribbons, and ties, and after dark, the town lit up with green lights. In addition to the soup, people could participate in a silent auction and buy pies or green light bulbs, with money going toward the Lou family. Blackburn Manufacturing in Neely had donated 5,000 feet of plastic ribbons and printed 2,000 signs with Loof's picture and information. Signs and flyers reportedly reached Lincoln, Beatrice, and other cities as people took them along on their Thanksgiving travels. In a small town like this, everybody knows everybody and you just want to help, said Jennifer Blackburn Nielsen, the company's president and chief operating officer. Now the Loof family is in limbo, waiting for answers and the release of Sidney Loof's body. Dan Loof said he hopes his niece's case brings more attention to other missing people. And keep praying for the family, he added. December 6th, 2017. Neely mourns Sidney Loof, a good friend and a very sweet girl. By Roseanne Mooring, a staff writer for the Omaha World Herald. Sidney Loof was the kind of kid that you wanted in class, a former teacher recalled on Tuesday as the city mourned the young woman's death. Sue Meyer, a longtime Neely teacher, said Loof was very quiet, very respectful, always had her work done on time, never backtalked. Meyer has been retired for three years, but had a strong connection to the Loofs. She also taught Sidney's mother, Susie, then later was a colleague of Susie's in the Neely Oakdale Public Schools. Meyer said the Loofs, George, Susie, Sydney, Sydney's older brother Levi, and younger sister Mackenzie were a close Christian family and recalled that when the Loof children were in high school, they would have a family movie night every Sunday. Meyer had been posting regular prayers on Facebook that Sydney would be found. She teared up Tuesday as she said it didn't turn out as she had hoped. She was a good friend to her friends, and people were nice to her because she was so nice to them, she said. The Reverend David Kufel of Grace Lutheran Church also said Loof was a pleasure to have in confirmation class as well as youth group. She was a very sweet girl, very loving, he said. I loved having her in class. Loof's activities were listed in a 2011 feature on seniors at Neely Oakdale High School in the Neely News and Leader. She played basketball, volleyball, and golf, played in the band and performed in one-act plays, and was in Future Business Leaders of America and Family Career and Community Leaders of America. 
She listed her greatest challenge as going through high school with my dad as the principal and my mom as a teacher. Under person you admire most and why, she listed her parents for everything they've done for me. And she said that in 10 years, she saw herself married with a stable job and trying to start a family. December 12th, 2017. Mourners gather in Neely to say goodbye to 24-year-old Sydney Loof by Roseanne Mooring, a staff writer for the Omaha World Herald. The family held a private funeral at Grace Lutheran Church, where Loof had been confirmed 10 years earlier. People in Neely remember Loof as the sweet, quiet girl who cared for her classmates. Last week, signs with Loof's face and hashtag search for Sydney lined the streets of this town of 1,500 people. The signs were gone Monday, but green ribbons symbolizing missing children remained. Nebraska State Troopers and Neely police officers stood outside the church before and during the morning memorial service. Afterward, mourners left to gather at Riverside Park. Instead of flowers, the family asked for donations for a memorial at Omaha's Henry Dorley Zoo and Aquarium. She leaves behind her father, George Loof, principal of the local high school, her mother, Susie Loof, a special education teacher, siblings Levi and Mackenzie Loof, grandmother Betty Johnson, and a host of aunts, uncles, and cousins. November 18th, 2018. In Sydney's name, Loof family reflects a year after disappearance. By Riley Johnson for the Lincoln Journal Star. Every night, Sydney Loof texted her mother at about the time her mom was crawling into bed. So many times I was annoyed by it, Susie Loof recalls. Now I would give anything to get a 10.30 text from her. It's been a year since Sydney, a 24-year-old who lived in the Havelock area and worked in the Menards in North Lincoln, disappeared after going on a date in Wilbur. When she missed her cashier shift the next day, November 16th, her family called the police. The ensuing search garnered state and national attention, but ended December 4th when investigators found her remains in a Clay County cornfield. Co-workers, friends, and strangers honored the Neely native with green ribbons, a symbol for missing children, and candlelight vigils. Last week, in their most extensive public comments since her death, Luth family members shared memories of the young woman they described as an exemplar of kindness, compassion, and caring. Sydney's parents and siblings answered questions focused on her life, but not her disappearance and death, at the suggestion of state prosecutors who continue to pursue murder charges against two people they accuse of killing her. Sydney's death upended their lives, but support from their communities, stories about her, and efforts to honor her legacy have lessened the pain of the past year, her family members say. She was loved by so many more people than she could have ever imagined, Susie Luth said. Growing up. Born in Broken Bow on August 21, 1993, to George and Susie Luth, Sydney lived in Arcadia until she was seven when her family moved to Neely. The Luth's second child loved swinging on the tree swing, riding her bike to school with her big brother Levi and little sister Mackenzie and sledding. A tomboy, Sydney could outfish most of her family, her mother said, and always wanted to tag along on fishing trips with her father and her brother. Together, the Loofs fished near Yankton, South Dakota, and on the Missouri River near Neobrara. The family also fished when vacationing in Valentine or Sioux Falls, South Dakota, Susie Loof said. If I started to like something, so did she, Levi Loof said. Except for the Lakers. She gave me so much crap about Kobe, as much as she could. On Christmas Eve, Sydney always had to sleep in her brother's room, 
when their younger sister Kenzie started to join them, it became a tradition. George Loof coached his daughter's junior high basketball club team. She was naturally athletic, he said. She had a great baseline jumper and was a golfer too. Her active lifestyle ended in her teenage years when she developed scoliosis. Kenzie and Sydney shared many friends, so they'd often hang out at friends' houses or drive around the town of 1500. There wasn't really much else to do in such a small town, Kenzie Loof said. Life in Lincoln. Sydney Loof graduated in 2011 from the Neely Oakdale High School, where her dad was principal and worked for two years as a cashier at the Menards in Norfolk before joining her brother and sister in Lincoln. Kenzie often went over to Sydney's place to help clean, then they'd make dinner and watch Netflix. Sydney hated to clean, her dad said. She would even pay Kenzie to do her dishes. A few times, Sydney randomly called her brother, saying she'd run out of gas and needed a ride. So he'd go out, track her down, and help her fill her tank. The funniest time was when her car literally died, like 200 yards from my place, Levi said. Sydney loved her cat Mimsy, which she bought as a kitten four years ago from a man on Craigslist. She paid $20 for the farm cat and cuddled with it all the way home while her friend drove. Her mother remembers how proud Sydney was when she rigged a watering device for Mimsy, buying a tube and attaching it to the bathroom faucet so it would fill the bowl when she turned on the water. It's the silly little things like that I miss the most about Sydney, Susie Luth said. Whenever her mother would come to Lincoln, Sydney would take her to Euphoria, where they'd browse the shop for crystals. Cindy loved amethyst, most because purple was her favorite color, and those quartz crystals were believed to hold healing powers for physical ailments and emotional issues, her mom said. Although Sydney struggled with depression and anxiety, she was such a beautiful person, Susie Luth said. Sydney kept her crystal collection in a box that she'd occasionally dump out on her bed so she could admire them. And Lincoln, her family said, those who crossed her path came to know how generous and kind-hearted Cindy was. She couldn't tolerate someone being mistreated or unloved. On three occasions, she took people who were down on their luck into her home, giving them a place to stay while they worked through their problems, her mother said. When a younger co-worker was living in substandard conditions, Cindy helped him get on his feet, letting him stay at her apartment, helping him to save money until he found a place of his own. This mercy had made her family proud. Sydney was the poster person for caring more about others than she did herself, her brother said. She worked hard, and since her death, her family has heard many stories from customers and co-workers alike, letting her loved ones know how much people loved seeing her smiling face, Susie Luth said. Levi Luth remembers how his sister beamed with pride after she got her first bonus at Menards. It was validation for her that hard work pays off. Sydney made terrific friends at her job, but she didn't want to be there forever. She dreamed of working with animals at a veterinary clinic, her mother said. She told her sister she wanted to move to Colorado or somewhere down south to chase her dream. She never followed through with it, though, because being close to her family was very important to her, said Kenzie. In Sydney's name. Sydney vanished, then her face was everywhere. She hadn't been seen or heard from since going on a date with a woman she met online, eventually identified as Bailey Boswell. Sydney's cell phone signal had pinged off a tower near Wilbur, then gone dark. The FBI joined Lincoln Police, the Saline County Sheriff's Office, and the Nebraska State Patrol in the search. Soon, national news outlets took notice. The Huffington Post, People Magazine, and Good Morning America did stories, among others and social media posts about Sydney's disappearance went viral. 
A Facebook page the family started to draw attention to the search gained 27,000 followers. Back in Neely, people tied green ribbons on trees, light poles and mailboxes, and stuck placards in their yard with her picture. The boys of the Valentine High School basketball team, which Levi Loof coaches, affixed green ribbons to their shoes. Their opponents, Ad O'Neill, wore green warm-up gear to show they cared. I'm a teacher and a coach, and it almost felt like all the moms of the boys that I coach started to treat me as one of their own, Levi said. After investigators found her remains on December 4th, 2017, more than 100 people, some who knew Sydney, and many who didn't, gathered for a candlelight vigil at Lincoln's Sunken Gardens. At her packed memorial service a week later, friends and relatives presented the Loof family with angel statuettes, which are now on display in the family home. Her co-workers raised money to buy a plaque for a bench at Henry Dorley Zoo, one of Sydney's favorite places, and money given to the family in her memory purchased two more bench plaques at the zoo. In May, the Ponca tribe of Nebraska built and dedicated a bench looking out on the Alcorn River to honor Sydney at Neely's Riverside Park. The tribe's chairman told the Antelope County News the tribe wanted to recognize her and her memory and reciprocate the efforts of Neely to care for the grave of a Ponca girl who died there while on the Trail of Tears 141 years ago. The Omaha-based Set Me Free project, which fights human trafficking and promotes social media safety, created a $3,000 scholarship in Loof's name for a Nebraska high school student seeking to study criminal justice, social work, or cyber safety after graduation. Seemingly everyone who knows the Loops has showered them with prayers and kind, uplifting words, Sydney's mother said. Without the love and support that we've received throughout the past year, I'm sure we would have never made it, Susie Loof said. For the Loof family, the year has been agonizing, heart-rending, and filled with tears. George Loof, who was honored in early 2018 as the Nebraska Rural Community Association's Principal of the Year, retired when school ended in the spring. The last year taught me that all of the things I tried to fix or take care of at work were petty compared to losing my child, Sydney's father said. I no longer wanted to deal with other people's problems. Mackenzie Loof has grappled with how to live without her confidant. The one person I could go for, for anything. Someone who was always there for me, she said. Levi Loof said he felt uncomfortable even responding to the Journal Star's questions following the worst year of his life. Every memory that comes up is good, her brother said, but there's always a tint of sadness that I'm not sure will ever detach itself from my memories of her. Still, he hopes people will remember his sister's smile. And their mother clings to the sound of Sydney's laugh, a cackle that usually ended with her coughing uncontrollably and made everybody else laugh too. Susie Loof hopes she can continue remembering it. She wants other parents to heed the cliches in today's world, she said. Please love your children. Pray for them every day. Take every opportunity to spend time with them. Live every moment as if it were your last. Thank you for listening. We'll be back next week with more articles about Sydney Loof and the ensuing trial of Aubrey Trail and Bailey Boswell. The show is produced and edited by myself, Chris Lay. The articles are read and recorded by Matt McGrath. We'll have links in the show notes to all the articles that we referenced today, so you can check those out for yourself. As always, we encourage you to support local journalism and subscribe to whichever newspaper it is that serves your community. I'm Chris Lay for Late Edition Crime Beat Chronicles, and we'll be back next week. 
Thank you so much.